Hello, good evening everyone. How are you doing today? It's Kevin Finkel here. Welcome to episode number 40 of Magic the Final Frontier. Hey, 40 weeks, that's pretty impressive. So this podcast is all about the MTG Frontier format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, powerful, and interesting in the world of Frontier. And I am Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist, playing Frontier out of Tokyo, Japan. You know, maybe I need to change my introduction. I shouldn't be saying good evening, everyone, when I'm talking to one person, and that person, it's early in the morning. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I have to think about that. Yeah, and well, Hopefully you're all listening in the evening, otherwise my intro makes no sense. And we are on, technically we're on episode 40, but I think one of them had like bad audio, so it was kind of a wash, so we couldn't launch it. We have to redo it eventually, one of these days. Mm-hmm. So if you guys were missing us for that one week, we were off. We had some audio record poorly, and that's why we didn't uh, release that episode. Yeah, I know there's... um. Happens. We should probably check. I know there were some two-parters that I think we counted as one part, so mm-hmm. we're calling this 40. It may have been more or less than 40 yeah. weeks. 40-ish. Yeah. Anyway, so today what we wanted to talk about was an interesting idea that Ryan submitted to uh, to us, and what he was talking about is, let's say Magic decides to go with Frontier, or Wizards decides to go with Frontier. They decide that, yes, they want this to be a format. We need to get players interested in this format. We want some new players, old players, people to be playing in this format. Mm. What kind of decks would they put out to make it easy, fun, convenient for them to do that? So what are the starter decks for Frontier as a new format supported by Wizards of the Coast? And I think it would be good to be preemptive um, to make these starter decks at the start of the format instead of releasing mm-hmm. later on when we see that, oh, we need this this many cards and this many cards. This is There's not enough of this. Um so uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to talk about you know basically yeah what starter decks would they use to pr- promote you know Frontier. Um, and this means it's going to cost probably around thirty five forty dollars. You know, so we're not gonna we're not gonna have like four ofs of you know like Emrakuls or anything like that in the deck because that would be like the whole deck basically the value. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'd like to focus on what cards would showcase the format. But hmm. as well as kind of address reprints and things like that, uh, I believe. Yeah, I think that'd be great. I believe that uh, Tolerian uh, Community College, you know, the professor kind of did a similar topic on Popper before, kind hmm. of talking about how to deal with Popper reprints, how to get Popper decks into players' hands, and I think this would be a good idea for Frontier as well. So I didn't watch that video yet. I know you had suggested it to me. Did he talk about why it would make more or less sense to do this versus doing a Masters of Pauper or a Masters of Frontier? Well, because of the price of Pauper, Pauper being as cheap as it is. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's not that cheap from what I understand. It's still under $100. Like the okay, the yeah, best that's, deck that's might be like right. $90. I mean, it's all it's all mm-hmm. commons. You know, some of the older... Yeah. You know, reserve list cards might be a little bit more expensive now. But, um, yeah, this would be able to basically get more hands, or sorry, more cards into the hands of players uh, at the same time letting Wizards reprint needed cards without having to make a whole set. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a limited print run, kind of like what they did with the, um, I believe it was during Kansatarkir when they reprinted like that uh, Abzan event deck, you know, that put more of the. How do I say the uh, windswept heath? No, no, no. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It was... I think it had a windswept heath. It had a siege rhino. Yeah. Maybe it had a coco, something like that. Yeah. And more recently, what they did with like the you know Chandra Torch of Defiance and the Heart of Kirans, you know. And, yeah. So and those the, standard. The what were those called? Standard showdowns decks. Yeah. 
standard event decks. I, those are kind of what I'd like to branch these around. I would like to think that they'd be something around the same price range. We're mm-hmm. thinking like in the thirty-five to forty-dollar MSRP. Mm-hmm. Um, those decks ended up having a little bit higher than that MSRP or of the actual value in yeah. there. They brought down the price of some of those cards, so I don't think that's unreasonable to do either. Mm-hmm. But something along those lines as a good way. So, what are some of your goals from thinking up some of these decks? Um, well, I, I want, like I said, I want to have some cards be reprinted that need to be reprinted because they're just out of control. And these, okay. these are going to be key cards in the Frontier format. Um, that's one of my goals uh, in this Strider deck. Uh, another goal uh, would, mm-hmm. of course, to give them not standard decks from the past so much as decks that kind of can only be found in hmm. frontier so interesting so i was gonna say i'd like some of it to be reminiscent for these players so if they were like oh yeah i love yeah, playing a little Cons bit of park that. here standard i would like to play something like that again yeah it would be nice to have the abzan aggro of that era as mm-hmm. kind of a frontier deck but you're kind of saying oh let's not just make it this was a standard deck this was a standard deck i, I mean let's I, showcase the fact like, that there's I, some I'm more... very uh I'm more focused on, like, how do I say, like, the feeling of those types of decks, not so much as just card for card, you know, okay. re- you know, repeating that. And especially if we're, we're trying to keep the price down, making those Abzan mm-hmm. decks with, like, even, like, one fetch land is going to, like, put us over the top of value. It's going to decrease the other, uh, how do I say, the strength of the other cards, I think. A little bit. I also do like the fact that when I was thinking about some of these decks, the fact that we're kind of limited, we're not going to have a four of, of every mm-hmm. money card or even every most cards. It means you get to see some of the cards that you don't normally see mm-hmm. that would be a great role player if the first or second best card for that deck type weren't there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's interesting. So also another thing when I was uh, making these decks, I, I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, who are we going to target this uh, this deck to? Now, what kind of player? There's tons of different types of players out there. Uh, so I went through like the player archetypes, like the Timmies and the Spikes and whatnot, and I, and I thought, like, mm. you know, who who is going to play this? Okay. I think that's also important. And of course, another reason, you know, why would they want to play this deck? Mm. You know, like, is it because it's a fun deck, or is it because it's a challenging deck? What would they or a get? Powerful deck. Yeah. Okay. What would they a get? Unique decks. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, and and I also thought about it as like what players would be interested, and I kind of wanted to hit definitely three groups. One of them being new players to the format, people mm-hmm. who are are newer players in general. They don't play a lot. They were kind of the more casual players, so standard might not interest them mm-hmm. because they don't want to stay up to date with whatever the three hundred dollars standard deck of the time is. Mm-hmm. They would rather have something that's rotation proof, something that they can play at a little bit more casual level, but still be able to play at a competitive game. Yeah, and I th- um, I'd like something for the seasoned players, which mm-hmm. might just mean we put some value in there. It could also mean what we were saying about reminiscent, things like that. I'd also like it to make rotation easier. It would be great if there were some decks that like, oh, this is part of a deck, and this deck's just falling out of standard. Those cards plus these cards, that makes it even better. Like, that works into a competitive deck that way. Yes, I also... I'm not sure how possible that would be, but mm-hmm. that, that'd be a goal of mine. So, like, stuff that's currently in standard that's super overpriced that, you know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be worth it to kind of, like, open up more packs of Kaladesh or Amonkhet or whatever to get this. You know, but if we get a couple more into play, it would, it would make finishing out, you know, this standard season a lot easier. Hmm. Yeah, I think that that would also work too. 
So should we? I, I came up with five different decks. Okay, um, I'm. Um, I probably could go more or less. Well, okay, let, let's say this first. How many decks do you think would be a smart number for them to release if they are to release a set of these? Would you say four? Mm, I think five. You think they could go all the way to five? I think you could do five. I okay. mean, there's, dead, there's definitely in, um... enough archetypes to support five. It's not like you know other formats where like you have only tier one decks and everything else just can't compete. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I when I when I was thinking of these these starter decks, I was thinking how how would this deck win, as well as how would it interact with these other types of decks? How could it win against these other decks? So I tried to kind of balance them out. Okay. I could see narrowing it down to four, but if we could yeah. do why don't we, we why don't do we see four. if we can narrow it down between us down to the best five maybe? Okay. We can do let's let's try to do so like you mean like two sorry, best five each? Or our best Oh no, I think we can just total I think we'll we'll probably have some overlaps. We can probably kind of bring them together, like, oh yeah, that's that would be very similar to this deck. Okay. Maybe we could go with this one. Okay. Alright, well you wanna start us off? Well, like what kind of uh archetype do you think would be great? Okay, yeah, I definitely wanted to go more for archetype than going for, oh, I want to make a Tarka red, or I want to make Shrapnel red. I was thinking, what's the red aggro deck we want to make? I think this will be one of the easiest, because there is so much power at a reasonable price in standard, and Mm -hmm. we've talked about this when we talked about upgrading the standard decks, we've talked about it when we talked about what we would do for budget in Frontier, Mm -hmm. and I think this is also going to be a little bit of a budget conversation when we're talking about a Mm -hmm. $30 to $40 deck, which maybe only has $80 worth of value right now. Mm -hmm. So here's what I thought for Red Aggro. Rather than going towards Atarka Red, rather than going for um, like Shrapnel Red, all of which would take a lot of four ofs, I was thinking, let's go with Green Red Landfall. Mm, As an aggro. As an aggro deck. So that was definitely a standard aggro deck. You know, you've got the Scythe Leopard. You've got the... Oh, what is the one for two? There was the 2-1 Trample or yeah. the 2-2. Two, two, um, the Leopard of... Some, no, what is it? Uh, oh, I can't recall yeah, right now. But it, were, it would mean that you'd, you'd go for more of the the Teamer Battle Rage. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would go with the um, Become Immense. Yeah. And then you'd still get to play the Prowess creatures in there. So you're still getting some value. You get your Soul Scar Mage, your Monastery Swift Spear. But, you know, you're going to have a lot of these different ones. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking, okay, so there's your kind of theme. You've got a clear theme. You're being aggro. You've got a lot of pump spells. You're trying to go over the top like that. Um, as far as money cards, this would definitely want a couple of fetches in it, which would bring up the money. So like, uh, could... was it the red, red, green one? The um, wooded foothills. Wooded foothills. Like yes. Maybe a one or two of. I think they're mm-hmm. already up to like twenty. Now, oh, yeah, that would not be unreasonable. I don't think, especially if they are, you know, trying to get fetch lands into frontier players hands to make it reasonable to start this game out yeah. um i would think that they would include maybe one or two tireless tracker as mm-hmm. a card which is quite a bit of money mm-hmm. that'd be a good card mm-hmm. um that would fit in well uh, i could see a hazard as another money card mm-hmm. maybe somewhere in the deck as well as probably like a smuggler's copter or a heart of kieran you know just some of those aggressive vehicles mm-hmm. i think would still fit well in here but not as a four of like you would really want to have for something like an Atarka or a Red Vehicles deck. See, I actually steered away from using fetches altogether in any of my starter decks. Beca- oh, okay, wow. Because I know that, you know, Barno has talked before about, you know, if he was going to do Frontier, he would do it without fetches. So I, I took this under the assumption that they don't want to, you know, create 
you know, for one thing, if you put fetches in there, collectors are going to be buying these up, and they're not going to get into the hands of the target audience. Yeah, I think that that's that's the the trade off. Um, so maybe one to two of them, I don't think would people would be buying it just for the value, especially because it would devalue that mm-hmm. at the same time. But at the same time, you would need to increase the supply of these cards. If I'm kind of thinking I'm putting one to two, or maybe even just one in each deck, then that's adding to the total supply and it's keeping it somewhat even. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who would be the target player for this deck, and why would they want to play this deck? Oh, I mean, I think any kind of aggro player, even Timmy's. So Timmy's, Spikes, Melvin's, they're not Melvin's, um, Johnny's. I, I think any kind of player would really be interested because, you know, you've got your oh, it's just big, beady creatures. You've got your really big pump spells. That's a very Timmy thing. Mm-hmm. It's a aggressive, good deck, which would be the Spikes. Um, it might appeal to some people that played it in Standard, that same kind of deck. And, uh, you know, it's effective. That, that's always good. So you decided against uh, Shrapnel Blast. Um, I think, mm-hmm. actually, it's a good choice, as that was one of my decks that I chose. Um, it, it probably is. I, I kind of maybe went for the. Um, I didn't want to go for the easy answer by saying shrapnel red. So it's basically it's not so much shrapnel red as it is like vehicles plus shrapnel red. So what I would play, mm-hmm. um, I would reprint cards like Spire Bluff Canal, which are still kind of expensive. They're like five or six bucks. They're the most expensive of the fast lands. Um, so you were thinking blue red. Although like blue again, red. If, we're, if we're releasing this right around rotation, those could be much cheaper. Yeah. Or if people just had them sitting in their collection and they're about to rotate, mm-hmm. that would be nice that they don't lose those 20 bucks. They've got a deck that they can go right into. Yeah, yeah. Um, another card that I think uh, would be a great reprint in this deck is uh, Hangerback Walker. Okay. Um, that was that was in there as like a two of. Um, Sahili, I think. I don't want Sahili in a Sahili mm. combo deck. I would put Sahili in this deck just because she makes more artifacts. Because you don't want to... I mean, of course, it's really strong to make the Sahili deck, but to make that for like a new player or even a spike, it's just, it's just totally going to destroy people. And that's not yeah, something I, that's I really good... wanted to like, you know, to promote Frontier as. Yeah, I wanted... that's a good argument. I think that some kind of combo deck might be a good idea, but I can see where Sahili, you know, it's those eight cards in any kind of blue, red, white shell. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they're not expensive cards. I feel like a lot of people might have both halves of that combo sitting in their collection mm-hmm. it might be a nice thing to be like here's where it obviously would fit but mm-hmm. we're not going to give it to you that way like yeah put it in yourself so of course they'll have shrapnel blast um in in this deck um, maybe a two of maybe a three of uh mm-hmm. to kind of keep with the synergy of sacrificing artifacts i'd also have like pierre and kieran nalar okay uh, i think that'd be a good reprint um the new card uh Sai, master stopterist i think would be good mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's getting kind of expensive, and of course, I would have like at least three smugglers copters. I think this would be a okay. really good place to 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 print these. And of course, you know, you'd have insole as well, insole artifact, maybe like three of mm-hmm. those, two or three of those. So, yeah, you really run for the insole aggro, which I think is a good option. Yeah, but you just get a little bit more creative when you're making the deck list. Yeah, I mean, you've got Thopter Engineer, you've got PNLR, you've mm-hmm. got the new skilled animator fits really well into that deck. Yeah. Um, and I, I decided the target player was basically going to be the person who's a spike. They want to play and they want to win fast. Um, they go super wide and they're just unstoppable because they got all these flying creatures and whatnot. Okay. And, you know, so yeah, basically if you you're just including... totally disregard your, your opponent's strategy, just smash, smash, smash. 
I think we do have to think, okay, if we're including Darksteel Citadel plus in Soul, we need mm-hmm. to make sure that at least some of the other decks have an out to that. Because yeah. otherwise, that, uh, if you're playing these just against each other, that might be very oppressive. I don't know if I'd put... I don't know if I would put Darksteel in there. But we can talk about the mana base of these decks later. Mm-hmm. All right, what was, okay. what was your next deck? Well, I was going to say, let's jump to the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I assume that some kind of control deck would make sense. Mm-hmm. What colors, what theme would you go with for control? I would go with the red-white control deck. Interesting. So I was going to see, I wanted to see if you went with something that was like a Jeskai or a red-white, which isn't as much as what people think of, but... Okay, what's your uh, what's your reasoning for that? Um, well, it's something you can really only play in in Frontier. Um, hmm. You know, I we, I don't know what Wizards is gonna deal do with like dig through time and treasure cruise and whatnot. But if we're not playing with fetches, then it makes cards like uh, dig through time much weaker. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I wanted to focus more on. Well, for me, Frontier is more like a fair format. It's it's more like smashing creatures and, you know, good removal and stuff. And, you know, you can really interact with your opponent. So I wanted to focus. I wanted to maximize that interaction. I wanted this control deck to just be able to kill or destroy or burn or exile, you know, anything that it came up against and then win with uh, Planeswalkers. Okay. So that's what I was going to say is that how, what is your money cards? Cause when I think of red, white control, I think of a high number of planeswalkers mm. and that's going to be very pricey. Well, I, I would play like, I would have one Nahiri. I think she's like a $10 okay. card now. Uh, maybe one Gideon, Ally of Zendikar. I think he's like another $10 card. And then I would have like Chandra, Flamecaller and Sarkon, which are very, very cheap. Hmm. So you get like, you know, these are all one ofs. Um, settle, settle the wreckage. I think, uh, it's like what what ten dollar fifteen dollar card yeah and, and that one's that's a reasonably priced card okay so I would have that in there as well um a braids are also kind of expensive as Ooh, yeah that's true and they're about to rotate you do have... and they're still like three bucks mm-hmm. so like I would do like three of those or four of those in this deck I think probably three is fine and then other stuff maybe you'd have like sweltering suns fumigates um it, it might be fun to play like oath of Gideon in this deck as well just to kind of you know make your planeswalkers a little bit scarier even though they are going to be scary as they are Mm -hmm. so i think that's a good idea i think that i think it'd be tough that one might sounds like it'd be fairly expensive you're gonna have to do red white duels which will be not as cheap as something that's an allied color i would think you get get a battlefield forge and you'll have um Mm -hmm. not the hinterland the uh clifftop retreat there's a lot of stuff that's been reprinted at this point that i don't think the lands would get too expensive Okay. Would you have like a Karn in there? Actually, I was going to ask, did you mm, want a Karn no. probably in your Insole deck? No, no, it's, that's too expensive. Too expensive. All right, that's fair. So I was thinking something similar in that, you know, if you think blue-black being the go-to for Frontier Control, that's a lot of four-ofs. It's a lot of very direct, very expensive cards. Mm-hmm. I was thinking going a little bit more broad. I really wanted to include white somehow. I was going to say, what about four-color control? I feel like that's something a lot of people think of when they think of Frontier mm-hmm. is kind of that era of four-color control being good. And if we're doing a deck like this where you're going to include a lot of one or two of, it means, hey, you get to try one Jace. You get mm-hmm. one um, Soulfire Grandmaster, maybe one 
Dragon Master Outcast, um, maybe a Monastery Mentor, mm-hmm. um, maybe an Ojitai or a single Gear Hulk. So rather than being a whole bunch of some of those things, you get to kind of try all of them. And you, you're allowed to do that because it's not just like, oh, well, why would I play Ojitai when I could just play more Gear Hulk? Why would I play whatever five drop when I could just play Scarab God? Are you, ag- so I would... are you against making like a Dragons type uh, Esper deck? I think that might be a little bit difficult. I wouldn't really want to put, you know, four mythic dragons in one deck. So no Ojitai, Silumgar, and other Silumgar. Yeah, it would be a little... Well, the uh, the Fate Reforged ones are only rare, but I think something like that would be very interesting, and that, you know, you get to play a couple Ojitai's command and have a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Kolagon's command, I think, would be tough. That That's hard to, to justify. Yeah, that would... It's like, what, um, maybe $30? claim to fame hmm. would would be able to fit instead. Claim to fame, and I the other thing about this deck hmm. that I think would appeal to some people is it would be held back by its mana base quite a bit. I think we would rely on some tri lands. We would rely on um, a lot of tapped dual lands, uh-huh. and that means that it makes it an obvious one for oh, if you're the competitive player, you get this. You get a lot of fun little things, and then it's a very clear advancement of. Hey, let's put some money into the mana base. Hey, let's take out some of these one ofs and put in more copies of the best cards in the deck, and th- that'll make it a lot stronger. But you still get to try a lot of fun little things. You'd have to have a lot of removal as well. Yeah, quite a bit of removal. Mm, I don't know. But it, again, if you're running Soulfire Grandmaster, you're happy to run Fiery Impulse. You can run Lightning Strike, mm-hmm. Abrade, Shock, whatever else like that would There's be good. Definitely a lot of choices. So maybe maybe I should just make it Jeskai, maybe leave the black out of it, and it'll be a lot cheaper. You won't have to worry about quite as many lands. You won't have to worry about Kolagon's Command or... Yeah, so let's say Jeskai. I might say Jeskai makes and more sense. You could probably reprint Spell Queller in there as well. As maybe like yeah, that's not a bad place for that. Like that and, you know, Ojitai. Like, that was kind of like back in uh, Standard, I think, what, Jeskai was a pretty good deck during dra- Dragons of Tarkir. You know, mm-hmm, it, it was reasonable then. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next, next. What was your next choice? I think we're on deck number three. Yeah, deck number three. So I thought this is kind of a. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go with the archetype again. Is I think there should be a Coco-ish deck, like mm-hmm. one of those green X. I agree. Mid-rangey tempo decks. But the question so there's a few is options there. Yeah. For me, I thought the obvious answer was humans. So, mm. for one. It's not as dependent on being a Coco deck. You don't have to run it as a four of Coco. You can play something a little bit more reasonable, like one to two, and then you'll have humans of mana costs one to four to five, and that's pretty reasonable. So you do three um, color I, or two color? I, I think that you really want to do Bant. It, it would feel wrong to leave out Reflector Mage from mm. the deck. Um, it also wouldn't be a terrible place for a little bit of value. Outside of Coco, you're not going to have a lot of value. I think one Jace would be a nice little addition. Mm-hmm. You're packing I think full of value for standard. sure. Well, I mean, maybe you know you got like one Tireless Tracker, you got Jace. one Jace, <laughs> you got one Coco. That that's probably your big value cards. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's an unreasonable amount of value. That's only going to get you to like forty. You could still fit you know a handful of other cards in there, a couple dual lands, and you're up to a. Uh, the kind of 60 to 80 range of where the price would be msrp would bring some of these things down mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's all right if i was going to build humans i would just go green white i think i think there's plenty 
Okay. Um, I would I would just do green green white and maybe have some effects that can splash blue, so you could have like one one reflector mage in there. Hmm. Then you're gonna hit it with collected company anyways, or maybe like a court of calling. So so you could still get it out. What would your uh, removal look like in your deck? In the green white. Yeah, in green white. Well, you get your Mocus command. I'm sure, but I don't think... Are you going to print that as a 4 of? No, it'd be like a 1 or 2 of, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was something I forgot to mention, is a Tarkus command in the red-green, obviously, would make sense. Yeah. And those aren't too expensive. I think they're like 5 or 6 bucks. Uh, yeah, they're not Dermoke bad. Dermoke is even cheaper. Um, I don't know. Um, would we want like a I mean, there's Hunter a lot of good effect, white or... removal. There's there's Declaration in Stone. There's... Um, hmm. Yeah, Deck in Stone might not be too bad. Um, I really like Prepare to Fight. Which is the, I can't remember, the prepared effect. That's the white-green um, Aftermath card. It's the plus two, plus two, untapped yeah. lifelink on the front. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. the fight on the back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That would work. It's not too bad. Just some ideas. Um, my Coco deck, I would have gone with green-black elves. Hmm, okay. Again, it doesn't use fetches, so that keeps the price down a lot. Um, I'd have, like, one collected company, one quarter calling for Elvish Mystic or, you know, Lanware Elves, depending on which one you want to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elvish Visionary would be in there as, like, maybe a two or three of. Westfell Abbey as a one of. Um, That's a good one. And then, because you're not really playing for Collected Company or Court of Calling, I think I would play Gather the Pack in, in here as well, which was the one from, I believe, Origins. That Spell Mastery. It's mm-hmm. like the first one's like you look at five and you put one creature card into your hand put the rest into the graveyard and like if it's you have spell mastery you get like two creatures so it's just another way to kind of collect um you know your combo or collect you know creature cards you know for for this deck i think that makes sense what are kind of the money cards in this deck if you're going for that collected company in court collected companies like what twenty dollars cords like ten dollars yeah i don't think that adds a ton i mean I, I would hate to have all of the money in one card, but I think that's reasonable. I mean, you could play. You could probably put in some Steel Leaf Champ, or maybe you could even do like a Niswa Vastwood Seer. Hmm, that's you true. Niswa Vastwood Seer like is a good one. That's only a couple bucks, but yeah, that's uh. You know, just to kind of flesh it, I'll give you a lot of good, good. How do I say? Good value elves. Not so much the numbers, but just elves that give you good value. I think that's a smart decision that also, like I was saying with the humans, that you don't have to make it 100% a Coco deck if you're doing it that way, because you've already got all of the synergies from being an elf deck. Yeah. W- what kind of players do you think would go for your elf deck? I think this would be kind of like more for the Johnnies that like the combo, hmm. you know, because it would have Shaman of the Pack in there as well. So you, you and you'll have like some kind of Anthem effect. I'm, I'm guessing probably Dwindon, just because you really need four clan callers to make it really worthwhile. Sure, although I don't think that one to two clan... Call- I don't think two clan callers maybe would be unreasonable. Yeah, so so I would, this would be more like a combo deck. It's like, you know, end of turn, collected company, two big, you know, elves, or and then you play, like, your 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 lord and then swing for team, you know, next turn. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you play a lot of elves and then summon the pack drain. Okay, I like that. So I, I, what I like about it, why would you why would they want to play this over, like, you know... Uh, Maybe like your Tarka Red or whatnot. I think that Elves uh, has enough speed because it they're so they cost so little to cast, mm-hmm. um, but they can get big really quickly with the Anthem effects. So that's why I think this would be like a a fun, challenging deck to play. Not only for 
the the Johnnies, but also maybe the Spikes as well. That's a good answer, because the way Elves is built in Frontier is fairly unique to Frontier, whereas humans, it would be a little bit similar maybe to the five-color humans right now in Modern. Mm -hmm. It's kind of slower, I I think. I'm realizing you're also, you're outsmarting me hard here. You've got a red-white, you've got a... um, a red blue you've got now a green black are your other two also going to be enemy color decks maybe <laughs> i mean if you do that then you got like your perfect uh color wheel sorted out no they're not they're they're oh <laughs> they're friend friendlies my last two let me think what you would need you need a black white and you would need a I considered uh, black white but mm. what's the one we're missing then white uh white red we did white red i did red white control oh yeah yeah that's right um yeah what would the other one be um, blue green yeah blue green stuff in frontier yeah i considered merfolk but i didn't think they were strong enough i don't think maybe that'd be ramp okay yeah, yeah. anyways why don't you talk about what your uh, next thought is my next deck so you did your fourth that was your third deck right i've done three yeah okay so i would like to see ramp like you just talked okay. about it. i would like to see like a green red ramp deck uh i loved hmm. playing it uh back you know i believe in uh what was it? Battle for Zendikar. But uh, I would not put in Eldrazi. I would not have Emrakul. I would not have Ulamog in these decks. I know this is another card that, you know, Maro talked about. You know, Eldrazi was a mistake. Or Eldrazi okay. were a mistake. So he didn't. He doesn't want to promote Frontier as... Or he wouldn't want to promote Frontier as, like, some kind of, you know... Eldrazi format. Yeah, Eldrazi battleship format. Hmm. So I would have in there instead. I mean, of course, and I'd have like the ramp cards. Uh, I think this would be another good place for either uh, Lanor Elves or Radical Radical Mystic um, would be good as your ramp. Maybe have some explosive vegetation in there as well. Just okay. like the good old days where you know you go like turn one, um, turn one Elves, turn two. Uh, Radiclaw morph, and then like you get six mana, you know, on the turn after that. I, hmm. I would have Omnath in there. Omnath has recently gone up in price. I think he's like an eight dollar card now or something. It's like crazy. Okay. So I think that'd be like, a, a good reprint. Um, Dragonlord Atarka, I think, would be a good reprint in this deck. Um, what are your uh, money cards? I know you're kind of talking about some of them right now. Carnage Tyrant, I think, would be a good reprint. Something that's kind of in standard that's a good right one. now, but Maybe it's like a one off. Yeah. Um, Nissa World Waker is kind of like five or six dollars, but I think that'd be great hmm. in ramp deck. And I, interesting, I wouldn't be against Chandra Torch of Defiance being reprinted either, because she, okay. she's also kind of ramp. But... Um, how about here's here's one more. How about Ugin? Also, not a bad choice. Yeah, so that card is it? Too uh, I, mean, I haven't looked it up though. in a while. I don't know. I mean, it's very expensive. If you're talking about a ramp deck, and that's going to be the most the highest cost card in your deck. Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. So, um, as far as like, so then we kind of have to talk the balance between, is that going to make the deck too expensive or is that going to bring down a, the price of a card that really could use a reprint? Cause I mean, that's like 50 bucks. Which one? Ugin? Ugin. Is he $50 yeah. now? I thought he was like 30 or something. Um, let me see. Let me try like TCG player. Cause they'll probably have a more average one. I had just quick done a quick Google. I know he was up higher than that before. Well, another thing that, Yes, he's a strong card. Probably mm-hmm. needs a reprint for the format. But yes, um, I I don't know if we're playing like a if we're making decks that are going to be kind of more welcoming, uh, mm-hmm. um, that are not overpowering. Like you don't want to play Eldrazi. 
you don't want to play Ugin because those are just kind of feel bad cards. You know, you do like minus five, minus six, exile all the opponent's cards, they win the game. Okay. I don't know if I felt that way. I feel like having them as a one of, I mean, you, I, otherwise I feel like that deck would be very weak compared to the others, especially with so much aggro that you've already listed. Um, I would love to see an Ugin reprint, so I think this might be a nice place for it. Yeah, and, and I'm looking now, market price on TCG player, 45 bucks. Wow. I yep. did not know that went up that high. I didn't know that there's a lot of cards that, I, yeah, I was at Eternal Weekend uh, the other weekend. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, it's like, how much you want for this card? How much you want for this card? Oh, I think it was this price last time. I'm like, okay. And then I checked it up later, and it's like $30. Like, what? Everything <laughs> spiked. Not only the reserve list stuff. But anyways, sorry. Went off on a tangent there. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I think that would be a good one. Um, I was going to say some kind of ramp deck, possibly. I didn't want... I obviously wouldn't want, like, a Marvel deck. But I actually like yeah. your idea. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take your idea... And let's say, let's say on theme, let's make it a blue-green deck instead okay. of blue, instead of green-red. Um, let's go with, oh, Elder Deep Fiend in mm-hmm. there. Um, if, if you don't count that as an Eldrazi, yeah, I the, don't know if you the, do. The other one, the... Uh... Um, let's get Nyssa, the green-blue Nyssa. Yeah. yeah. Green um, there's Spring to Mind. I wouldn't mind seeing, um, what was the mythic, the the one that, oh, shoot, what's the card? Um, Part the Water Veil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe then get a couple of lumbering falls in there. Yeah. Maybe even throw in Sylvan Advocate. So you've kind of got like a creature land theme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Um, what was the? Was it Drowner of Hope? I believe the, that one was good. Eldrazi, I think six, it was like mana. six mana, and he gets like two Eldrazi Scions. Mm-hmm. And he can play. sacrifice them to make stuff tap. That yeah. wouldn't be unreasonable. Yeah, and maybe instead of explosive vegetation, like you said, I think Spring to Mind, you know, might be better. Mm-hmm. Or as another option, you can run a couple of different ones. Yeah, so this There's one or two of this would basically be our Timmy deck. Somebody that likes to play big <laughs> yeah. creatures. Ooh, Bounty of the Luxa. Sorry, I'm just thinking of all these fun blue green ramp cards. I'd love for blue green ramp to be a real deck in Frontier. Mm-hmm. It's not quite there yet. No, you need you need um, so how, That's kind of the question: is how would you upgrade this kind of deck to being a real Frontier deck, or uh, would it not be possible? I mean, you, I think you need to. My buddy played a similar deck with like the. Uh, what was it, the Kraken spell or whatever? Like, you balance Ooh, um, everything. Crush of Tentacles? Yeah, and then you get, like, an 8-8 or something if you surged it, I think. So I believe he, he just kind of did that. It's like, balance all your stuff and put it back in your hands, and I'm going to, you know, make all these big creatures that you can't deal with. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have to have some really good, um, how do I say, lockdown effects. To okay. slow them down. That's the only way that blue green can win. Hmm. All right, that seems fair. So, how about one thing we haven't really covered yet is any f- combo decks for the format? Hmm. Yeah. I wasn't would you sure. want? Yeah. Would you want something in a starter deck style deck to be what you'd consider combo? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, we elves is kind of combo with shaman of the pack. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe if you include a Panharmonicon in there. Yeah, we could do that. But otherwise, like if you go to like um, Jeskai Ascendancy, then you got to get these four yeah, color. Yeah, that would be a weird deck to try and play for new players. Um, um, four we already talked about why Sahili is not great. Four color energy. What, like a maybe, Marvel? Though? Yeah, like a Marvel, but you know, like you'll have like a Tune the Other and you'll have the Whirler Virtuoso. Hmm. Or you could do three color of that, probably. You don't have to do four color. 
four color usually was just playing the Philidar for the combo, right? Yeah, uh, maybe if you're doing that. Um, there's a rally. I don't think that would make much sense. Hmm. Yeah, rally. Is... I mean, aristocrats wouldn't be a terrible one. I know they did that for one of the standard decks, and it was actually one of the better standard decks they had made. Mm-hmm. How does w- huh. w- aristocrats? Okay, yeah, but you're talking about like Zulaport um, with like the green black one. Yeah, there was a green black aristocrat. And deck. used like the uh, was it the rights? It's not rights of flourishing. The rights. Uh, Cryptolith rights. Cryptolith rights. That yeah, one. that would be yeah. good. But that's could... a reasonable deck. It's not bad. Um, not like I already went with my green black elves, so yeah, that's my green black deck. <laughs> um, what other combo decks are there in the format? Uh, so yeah, Sahili so combo, um, Jeskai ascendancy. Um, there was the dagger burn deck that I saw <laughs> someone play with yeah. harmonicon. That's actually and... not terrible. That, that's another deck that could have Sahili. Is that three colors? Yeah, three or four, I think. So it plays... I think four, because you need to have to have the black. So, for, it, uh... so it plays, like, Dowsing Dagger, I believe, right? Yeah, it plays, um... Which... Oh, what is the curse spell? The aura, um... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The black curse, uh, whenever a creature comes yeah, that... into play, it deals one damage to... Yeah, uh... they lose one life, you gain one life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rite of Trespassing, I think. Yeah, something like or that. Or Trespasser's Curse. Yeah, Trespasser's Curse. There we go. So yeah, it plays the Dowsing Dagger, and that gives a player two tokens, and basically you play that with um, mm-hmm. Panharmonicon and... Um, You'll blink it with Sahili yeah, and, and then Felidar. Yeah, and then basically they make more and more tokens for your opponent, and it kills them because they have creatures dealing damage to them through the curse each turn. Okay, I think that's decently silly. <laughs> that could be fun. Um, I, I don't know if that would work as a starter deck, but no. I'm glad we talk about that deck every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if I have a good combo deck. I really think I had wanted one. I had talked about maybe energy wouldn't be a bad idea for a deck. Yeah, I've got a few that are kind of on the borderline. Mm-hmm. I think the last one that I'd really like to see is some kind of graveyard deck. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but there, there's a lot of good graveyard cards, even if it's maybe green-black, maybe green-black-blue. Mm-hmm. Something like that, um, like a you know, Grim Flare, Sidisi, mm-hmm. um, Scrap Heap Scrounger. You could throw in one to two of the. Uh, oh, what is the the Warrior for two one that can come back? Kind of a Scrap Heap Scrounger for one mana from Tarkir, right? Yeah, Ooh, I'll remember it's that one. But guy. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's kind of a bunch of those. There's a lot of good graveyard cards that aren't really being seen play, and I think that would be a good spot for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as money, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I mean, you've got kind of the green black. So my hmm. my actually my my choice for my last deck was like a a blue black zombie dredge deck. Okay, cool. So yeah. with um, I should have done I should have done black your... white so I could you know keep <laughs> with it, but but basically that's where I would put Jace. Um, okay. Like a one of that's not a bad spot. Yeah, Tasker would be in there maybe as like a one of mm. prized amalgam. I think you'd have like two two of those in there. Stitcher's so wayfinder. Yes, yeah, Stitcher's uh, supplier. supplier would be good. You'd need to have a lord, so maybe Lord of the Accursed instead of Death Baron, just because it's a little bit cheaper. Um, okay. Yeah, Relentless Dead Gurmog Angler would be good. Um, Mouth to feed. 
Um, Relentless. Did I say Relentless Dead? <laughs> I'm not sure, but Relentless Dead would be another good reprint here. That's like an $8 uh, card. I think Graveyard Marshal. I mean, that's cheap, but yeah. it would be a good spot for the card. Oh. I'm, I'm still trying to find a spot for that card. <laughs> Liliana Heretical Healer might be a good reprint in this Ooh. deck as a one-up as well. Certainly there, or if we do do some kind of a... Um, what was I saying? Some kind of aristocrat deck would fit in there. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be my last choice if I was going to build a starter deck. Did you have okay. one more? No, I think that's kind of what I had. I was really around the four, and then I had some ideas for other possible ones. So I know you said you want to talk a little bit about mana bases. Yeah, I mean, we, we were touching on that as we went, I think. Like, um, just how you would make... I mean, especially with... I think yours would be a lot easier. We're doing two-color enemy colors. It would be super easy, because then you wouldn't have to worry about any fetches at all. You could use um, If you were lands. to do mine, you'd have to worry more about yeah fetches. Yeah, so pain lands, um, creature lands, um, all that stuff could be reprinted easily, I think, from mm-hmm. Oath of the Gatewatch and uh, Battle for Zendikar. Um, I think it's more fun to have stuff like creature lands in here. To give okay. people kind of like a little bit more depth, a little bit, a few more win conditions, uh, you could say. Um, and like using uh, pain lands would be good as well. I think pain lands and fast lands and I don't know what what in frontier what lands do you see as like staples? Yeah, I mean man uh, lands. I, I see the the BFC ones as staples. Not if you're an enemy lands, but I, I just like the um the Tango lands mm-hmm. or battle lands or what? What are they called? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I could see those, you know, getting some play too. Then. Okay. Well, those are my choices. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's. Uh, I think we have some good ideas. We might even maybe we'll work on these. Maybe I'll put a little more work and see if I could actually uh, make out some sixty, seventy-five card decks. And if any to any of our listeners out there. Um, I think it'd be a great idea to kind of make your own starter decks for your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to get make a play group, you know, to, to start playing Frontier, think about what kind of decks you really enjoy, uh, and then maybe build them, and not with like four ofs of all these expensive cards, mm-hmm. mind you. But you know, if you can make a a, a starter deck for your friends that wor- that's worth like twenty, thirty bucks, maybe get rid of some of your extra Anafenzas, or I don't know if you would get rid of Anafenza, but maybe like Sea Dryanos or whatnot. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about Abzan, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. So that that's something that you know uh, our listeners could do. Uh, maybe another summertime hobby along with the cube that we talked about the other week. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. All right, so maybe I'll do some work on that. I'll see if we can get something put together. Um, last thing for today, we had a brew off challenge from last week. Yeah, I uh, decided to go with Whisperwood Elemental. So that was the uh, five mana uh, mythic rare, I believe, from Fate Reforged. Fate Reforged, yeah. Manifest. And it, it's at the beginning of your end step. You manifest the top card of your library. So you put that card face down as a two-two creature, and you can pay its mana cost at any time to flip it up. Mm-hmm. And then it also has the effect of uh, you can sacrifice the elemental, and until the end of the turn, the if a face-up non-creature or sorry non-token creature dies, you uh, that creature gains whenever it dies. It also manifests. So you yes. go through your deck, make a lot of two twos. Um, how did you go around building this? So I actually think it's a pretty powerful card. Uh, I don't think it's in a bad spot right now because it's good against aggro. You know, you've got a four four body, and you spit out two twos. You don't care about every turn. Mm-hmm. That's a very good way to shut down a go wide strategy, and it's also good against control because it shuts down. Um, 
it makes two bodies. So if they're just trying to do one for one removal, then that answers that. Mm-hmm. Or if they're trying to do a sweeper, then it answers that by turning all of your guys into more tutus. Mm-hmm. So it can be very good against, I think, both that sides of the spectrum. Um, I actually have three decks, sort of. <laughs> um, three strategies. Here, I'm gonna. Yeah, three strategies. I, I've kind of got a one that I think is actually good right now, and that is a kind of green red ramp deck. Mm-hmm. Um, using see the unwritten mm-hmm. and kind of just using Whisperwood as a nice mid-range card. I mean, it's not a bad target for a, uh, a see the unwritten, but it also it enables it, and it's just powerful in general. So it doesn't focus so, kind so of got much a... on his ability as much as just gets value from him. Mm-hmm. So I've got a green red see the unwritten deck. I'm about to ship to you. Uh, do you want to talk about yours? Um, I went with like a jack in the box type deck, basically. Mm-hmm. A lot of cards that either have morph or mega morph, or that you know when you flip them, and then you block with them, your opponent's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> um, okay. So like you know, I I put like Rones in mine, hmm. and I had like Multani because I think Multani would be good just because you know you're blocking with all these two two uh, creatures. Sometimes they're going to be lands that you can't flip over. They go to the graveyard, makes yep, Multani makes bigger. Him bigger. Um, I'd have like a Surak in there, maybe like a Carnage Tyrant. Uh, I kind of like Ripjaw Raptor as another card. Okay. It's like, oh, flip hmm. side draw card, yay! It's four five. Um, I, I like uh, Jade Light Ranger in this type of deck as well, just because it helps you to manipulate the top of your deck. Um, okay, that's interesting. You know, you play that. Uh, you maybe get a land if you need it. Uh, keep something on top, and then maybe like uh, for example like a den protector you see that as your next card and you get your double counters and then end of the turn um it gets uh manifested and then you can quickly put that man and get something back so i, I kind of hmm. like the interaction there as well so okay so my second idea is kind of in line with that and it's a very classic one mm-hmm. um oh sorry those kind of bled together there and it's um it's green white megamorph you know this used to mm-hmm. be a standard deck yeah. and it was something I made very early in Frontier, uh, before there were a lot of the current sets out. You know, so kind of just you get to play that Death Mist Raptor Den Protector package. You get Hidden Dragon Slayer. You yep. get to play Whisperwood Elemental. Um, you're pumping them all up with Dramokas Command mm-hmm. with Gideon. You know, just green white good stuff. And uh, I think that's a strategy that's failed for for years in Frontier. <laughs> and I wonder if you could even play like uh, like a Hardened Scales you know, Mega Morph type deck as well. It'd be interesting. It'd be tough, but you could try it. Um, so the last one I don't really have a deck list for, but it's something I've been wanting to make work for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I tried it once in Standard. Is that you play a bunch of big guys. Mm-hmm. You play Whisperwood Elemental. Uh, not just big guys, but like big enchantments and big planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. And you play Whisperwood Elemental. So then you you flip up something like a Splendid... Rec- or what is it? Um, Overwhelming Splendor. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes a 1-1. One, one. Well, so you, you play it as a oh. as a manifest. It's a two two oh, okay, creature, okay. so it just comes off the top of your deck, and then you use Eldrazi Displacer and you bounce it, and it comes back to play face up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So make it like a green white Eldrazi ramp kind yeah. of thing. For you, <laughs> yeah. I can that see seems that. Uh, not at all logical, but that was my fun one. I, I figured I had to do something uh, very brewy. Oh, yeah, another card that I wanted to add into that deck was, like, Song of Frail Eyes. I think that would mm. be great in, like, a, a uh, how do I say, Whisperwood Elemental deck just because it gives all these two twos can now tap for mana, and then you can flip any of them up at any time. That would so, be good. So something else I would like to add. But 
Okay, uh, I think it's my turn to maybe offer one out here sure. if it's not too crazy of an idea. Um, this one I'm going to kind of go to shout out to one of my teammates, a guy from Toronto. This is what would you do with Eldritch Evolution? Okay, so like some kind of pod deck maybe or something. Yeah, maybe. Something. So that's uh, one green green sorcery as an additional cost to cast you sacrifice a creature. Mm-hmm. You circular library for a creature card that costs its mana cost plus two okay. or less. Yeah. It's uh, very doable, I think. Okay, let, let's see what you got next week. Um, but that's all I've got for today. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, guys, contact us. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we're at MTG Frontier, MTG underscore Frontier on Instagram, Reddit.com, MTG Final Frontier. We've got Discord, and we're also MTG Frontier.net. Yeah, and my uh, Twitter is at Yoshwanky. That's Y O S C H W E N K Y. And then uh, my uh, Facebook, not my Facebook, my, my blog is uh, www.thejapanhobbyist.com. And I think also next time maybe we'll talk a little bit about the Untap Open Top 8. Yeah, and I think there's also going to be some streaming of it soon. Uh, the Top 8 should be announced shortly. So yeah, always follow our stream. Go twitch.tv, mtg underscore final underscore frontier. Okay. Uh, But as always, for everyone out there, we look forward to being your go-to source for Frontier Information Online. Your Final Frontier, signing off. (laughs) 